Welcome to Jazz Hour. James, none of that, please. Just so jables. Count me in, Ben. Three. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Just So Jables film podcast with me, Holiday Jables. Me, half asleep, our kid. And me, looming sense of ennui and doom, producer Ben. <laughs> so, uh, we had an extended break, didn't we? Caused by holiday and then COVID. Further Again. proof that holidays are actually bad for you. Absolutely. But yeah, here on the Just Say Jables podcast, hopefully you're tuning back in and you know that we talk about films, we go and watch a film, we give you our live reaction straight out of the film without reading lots of reviews, without comparing ourselves to the upper class of film society. There hand, is a visual there. There is a visual hand up He's in the air. They are the upper the class air. and we're down element. here by my left hand. This week we are going to be watching Nun 2. Or is it The Nun 2? I'm not sure. It's The Nun 2. It's okay, The, the Nun 2. The Nun 2. But uh, we like to, even though we don't you know, make ourselves look clever by uh, film reviews, we like to compare ourselves to other film reviews. The last episode we watched, which seems like an eternity ago, Last episode we watched, last film we watched even, was The Threequalizer. Equalizer 3. Yeah. So, our kid, how did we get it? Well, we were quite positive about it, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. We enjoyed it. We saw a few flaws here and there. But on the whole, we thought it capped off the trilogy quite well. I will say, in my mind, the films have kind of blended together, if that makes Mm. sense. Because they're not crazy different. Uh, I still think one and two and then three, but they've sort of blended. So I, I probably feel better about it now than I ha- than I did at maybe time. at the time. But I didn't hate, you know. No, again, so, I think yeah. the criticism we had was about the villains, wasn't it? Yeah. Really? Especially the main big bad that we just felt was a bit, meh. A bit mediocre. Yeah. yeah. But we mm. liked the setting. We liked Denzel yeah. and Dakota Fanning and, and just how it built up. So, yeah, most... Reviewers have been sitting somewhere in the middle. I haven't done masses of research, but not everyone's been talking about it, actually. There's not been a lot on YouTube. So the types of outlets that have been doing reviews are like the Independent, the Sunday Times, those kinds of papers. They've given it three out of five and just been sort of fairly positive. One thing about it that I have learned, though, is that they are considering doing a prequel. So there won't be any more sequels, no. but there is talk of a prequel with possible de-aging, or probable oh, de-aging. They, they just can't leave it alone, so, yeah. can they? Really? Let's see how that goes. But they, it's done quite well at the box office. Budget was £70 million and they've made £150 million okay. from it. So I'll take that. Fairly positive. You'll take that with you Before say. tax. Yeah. yeah. How does that work out um, after tax, Ben? Uh, depends where you live, I suppose. Okay, thanks, Ben. I'm moving to and... Dubai, by the way. <laughs> So, okay, no, all, all good then. So, on that, or not on that, off that, Ben, what are you on about this week? Uh, I'm just on about retro reels this week, I think. Just a bit of a reminder. There's less than two weeks to go until Back to the Future at the Kings Lynn Corn Exchange. Okay. And that is on Saturday the 7th of October at 7.30pm. There are not many seats left, so you might want to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. Get in there click through to the website and book a ticket. Are we looking forward to it? We are, Ben. Are you, first of all? Because it doesn't sound like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of... I I was going to say it's one of those days, but it feels like it's been one of those months. 
So I will try and summon more enthusiasm for none too in a minute. But yeah, just <laughs> just book retro reels. It would be nice if it was a sellout again. It's an exasperate. Oh, just book it. Do what you like. Yeah. Do I have to decide everything for you? <laughs> no, anyway, sorry. This is bleeding into another, another area of my life. Anyway. So actually, well, I mean, it's not much for me to talk about. Um, what else have I watched? Most recently, I watched something which um, our kids are going to talk about. I've got to be honest, we've mostly just been re-watching terrible old TV shows from the 80s and 90s recently. Well, we did watch crackers, a couple of crackers on holiday, though, Ben. What did we watch on holiday? Well, we watched The Mechanic. Oh, of course we did, yeah. Yeah, feels the original. Like, that feels like light years It does away. feel like a long time ago. Yeah, The Mechanic. Should we talk about that for a minute? You talk about The Mechanic or the other... What was the other film we watched? Uh, the Contract. Contract. Oh, let's not yeah. talk about that. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, The Mechanic, not the Jason Statham reboot, but the original with Jean-Michael Vincent and Charles Bronson. Yeah. Jean-Michael Vincent was a surprise to me. Yeah. It was nice to see Airwolf in there. So. Yeah. Or Sinjin, Sinjin Hawk. Yeah. Is that his name in Airwolf? Sinjin yeah. Hawk. So yeah, The Mechanic, a slightly odd film. For some reason, it, that film just sticks in my head from when I was a kid. Yeah. But, you know, I watched it when I was six or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when I first saw it. It just came on TV, I think, and... It's just weird. But then I, then we were watching it and I'm just like, were all 70s films weird? Maybe they just were. Maybe. But it doesn't quite hang together, does it? No, just... no, it, it was good. I enjoyed watching it. But a lot of it was for the sort of 70s nostalginess of it. Charles Bronson's quite, it's a odd sort of premise. He's like taken on an apprentice assassin. Yeah, like a protege. He's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, eh. He's trying to be inscrutable. Yeah. Enigmatic. I can't even remember what happened at the end, but it was just yeah. seemed like it didn't really hang together. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we can we can spoil the film spoil. from 1971 <laughs> yeah. or something. So basically, Charles Bronson is a professional assassin, but he's one of these kind of gentleman assassins, and he samples fine wines and listens to classical music. In a in he his, wears a robe. Wears a robe. Talks a, about a, in his kind of Frank Lloyd Wright style ocean side house. Yeah, um, many sculptors, sculptures, and, and paintings on the wall. Yeah. And then he gets a contract to kill Jean, Jean-Michael Vincent's dad. And then Jean-Michael Vincent's like, well, you killed my dad, now, you, now I'm coming to work for you. Yeah. Which, when, when I first watched it, it seemed like, yeah, that makes sense. But now, when we rewatched it, I was like, but why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, what you then realise is that it's a big sort of a ploy to eventually kill his dad's assassin, kind yeah. of. But it seems like a side effect. So that's ultimately what happens. But obviously, Charles Bronson... Is very clever, so he knows this is going to happen. So th- this happens over in Italy or somewhere. Yeah, they're on a job in Italy, and, and, and he gets killed. But he knows that he's going to get killed, so he rigs a bomb into Jean-Michael Vincent's car back in California. Yeah, so that when he gets home or smug and starts his car up, he also dies. Yeah. But then when you think about it, it's like so if he knew he was going to die, why would you let him? Kill why him? wouldn't he just <laughs> do something about that? Yeah. before? it is anyway. odd. It is odd. It's yeah. What I liked in it was the the build up to the like those original kind of like assassinations that Charles Bronson does. I like yeah. it's got really nice sort of pacing. He does like investigation. He breaks into someone's house and it's really over the top kind of like it's almost like Final Destination sort of setup for the what was it? There was like some plastic explosive inside yeah. a record case. Yeah, all that, kinds of stuff. And then he turns the gas on and puts the thing yeah. so the flame sparks and then as the gas blows up the thing. He then shoots the plastic explosive, which blows. It's very odd. Yeah. It's like, well, pick one of them. It's, yeah, <laughs> you <I know>. know. <laughs> yeah. It's like super precise, very cold as steel, calculating, slowly putting guns together in hotel rooms, all yeah. that kind of stuff. 
but also just a whiff of Colombo. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there anyway. you go. Our kid, what are you on about? Well, last week we went to see The Haunting in Venice. Oh, without me? Yes, without you, because you'd already planned to see it without us. Oh, had so I? So we thought, so oh, I don't know we'll anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> and go and see it. it was on a whim as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And also, yeah, just to rub, it, rub salt into the wound, uh, Jables, it was in the afternoon when you'd have been at work and we were just like, should we go oh. to the pictures? Mm. It's just nice to be asked, though, Ben. Yeah. And we were in the building next to you. Wow, you were at the corner stage yeah, as well. Yeah. You could literally yeah. have, like, spat on me from the corner exchange. I think you were at home with COVID at the time. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. So, Haunting of Venice is a new film. It's a Kenneth Branagh Poirot, third Poirot film. It also stars Kelly Riley, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, among many, many others. I enjoyed it. It was, it's loosely based on the, the Halloween party story. I don't know if you know that one. There is, of the David Suchet TV series there is an episode of it it's quite a later on one there yeah, so it's I not one I'd of the ones that. we tend to watch a lot at christmas it is very loosely based on it right. though i think some of the characters names are the same but pretty much everything else is different it's set in venice it's shot very beautifully you see lots of venice lots of nice pretty angles it's also quite good fun. It's spooky. Ben and I were the only people in the cinema. Really? And there were a couple of moments where it felt quite eerie cool. and chilly, which was good. I really enjoyed that about it. There's a few dodgy accents and, and hamminess like you expect. And there's a few things that happen where we sort of turned to each other and said, yeah, that just wouldn't happen. But then that almost plays out as part of the story. Right, I won't okay. spoil it yeah, any yeah, more no, than no. that, but those elements of it I found quite enjoyable. Yeah, out of the three of the Branner Poirots, I think it's my favourite. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of it, Ben? Similar. I like the atmosphere. It's quite claustrophobic, this film, I would say. Mm. I mean, I know you're... It looks you're, like, just from the trailer, it looked quite shocked yeah. quite closely. Yeah, and you're, obviously you're going to watch it, Jable, so yeah. I won't say too much. But yeah, no, the, the, the some of it shots outside... Because they're setting the scene of Venice, obviously, and you have to see the gondolas and all that kind of stuff and the crumbling buildings and those. There is that, but that I wouldn't say that's the bulk of it then because then it goes indoors and starts to get a bit creepy and spooky. And it does feel quite claustrophobic, which yeah. is, I think they did it quite well. Although at a couple of points, I was like, I'd quite like an outside scene now just to punctuate it. But it yeah. just kept going with the in- mm. internal stuff. There's some quite good fun characters in there. Like the kid, the little kid I quite liked. Yeah, he's quite he's good fun. Leopold. But yeah, yeah, it's good. They're never going to be my favourite films. No. And, and they're never going to yeah. replace some of the classic Agatha Christie stuff like the old Marples and Poirots and stuff. But yeah, decent effort. At times it did feel more like a horror film than a murder right. mystery, which yeah. I really enjoyed about it. Mm. So Jables, what are you on about? Uh, what am I on about? I haven't really watched... I meant to watch The First Nun this weekend. But to be honest, I was having none of it. That's going to run mm. and run. Yeah, it is. Or none and none. None and none. I completely forgot when I was looking for something to watch on Saturday night. So I end up watching Looper, actually. Because I've also got... I'm, I'm really looking forward to The Creator. I'm hoping we're going to be watching that soon and reviewing that soon. Mm. It's out next week, is it? Possibly. Actually, it might be the end of this week it's out. So I wanted some sci-fi, so I just picked something that I hadn't seen for a while and it landed on Looper. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. You've seen... You've both... I saw it with you. Yeah, I can't... I... Weirdly, there's a lot of the story I couldn't remember, the actual mm. parts of the story that I didn't really take notice of the first time around. I don't think it all stacks up. And 
I find it quite distracting with... Are you going to say his face? Yeah. Because that really distracted you when we watched yeah. it. Yeah. kept going, is that, are they superimposed I bits onto that? It's just bad, <laughs> it's just makeup, isn't it? And like... Is I think, there I think there's a bit of CGI or something. Who, who is it? Isn't it? There's Gordon Levitt and Bruce Willis, and he plays the young version of Bruce Willis. Right. There's a sort of um, time passes scene. Ben obviously doesn't remember the premise, but people get sent back in time 30 years because time travel hadn't been invented yet, and they get sent back in time 30 years, and the person is on the other side, and ha- the hitman's on the other side and kills them instantly. Basically, they pop up and they, they just shoot them with a gun and then dispose of the body and Mm. that's kind of it so there's this passage of time scene where you see what he does over 30 years and it's literally going through and it's like just you know bad kind of like facial makeup or procession i don't know it's just his face doesn't look right Mm. and then at one point it literally cuts to like bruce willis with his similar kind of hair and i'm just like this isn't good (laughs) i wish they i wish they had done either de-aging or aged up mm. technology. It would it probably they, they could actually do it really well now, probably. Yeah. I can see why, but I can also see it doesn't so that's quite distracting in the film because they seem like two completely different mm. people. When you see what was that film with um Gemini Man, wasn't it? That was the one with uh, Will Smith. Oh yeah. Where I don't not different premise, but similar sort of thing, you know, cloned assassins kind of thing. And part of me wish they'd tried that rather than you know, doing this. But I quite like the story. I completely forgot Emily Blunt was in yeah, it. She's yeah, she's good in it. Yeah. Uh, she's good in it. The kid's good in it. There's there's a nice story and a, and it it can't, it definitely helped scratch my sci-fi itch which I which I needed. Um yeah, so yeah, oldie but that's what I watched. Hmm. So if people want to get in touch and tell us what they've watched, if they've seen Midnight of Venice or whatever it's called. Haunting in Venice. That'll be the one. Uh, how would they do that? They would get us on the socials at Just So Jables, Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly Twitter. They can email us, hello at justsojables.com. The website is justsojables.com with links to all of our podcast channels. We haven't had any letters recently other than people saying, I hope you get better soon. Oh, really? So, nice. Yeah, nice. so and I'm sure we'll get back into the film chat. Leave, yeah, leave and us a review on Spotify. Let us know uh, that you're listening and... Uh, that you care. Oh, <laughs> please care. On to this week then, I, I guess. I am going to be handing this firmly over to you to tell us all about none to, Ben. None to. None, none to. to. Let me tell you about this. So we had a bit of a vote about what to watch this week, didn't we? Because yeah. the, the contender, the contenders were none to and expend four balls. Yeah. And I'm just in a slightly bad mood at the minute. And I watched the trailer for Expendables. Yeah. And I was like, I can't cope with it. It's just going to be awful. So it's none two as the default. This is part of the Conjuring universe. It's the eighth installment of the Conjuring universe. <laughs> Glasses are on. Yeah, that's a visual. What's the, what's the company called, Ben, that do the Conjuring films? I have no idea. Tracy? Blumhouse. Thank you. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> that didn't come up on my Wikipedia adventure earlier. <laughs> Did it not, Ben? So you haven't seen The Nun, as you've just said. You yep. had an opportunity to, but you forgot. We have seen The Nun. <laughs> well, he is in a mood, <laughs> isn't he? I'm taking no prisoners from now on. <laughs> right. The Nun. I guess it's just about a spooky nun, right? Right. Okay. So the first film is about a novice nun who... Set in present day? No. no. It's set in the early 1950s, 1952. Right. And it's set in Romania... 
and it's about a novice called Sister Irene. Or novice Sister nun. Irina, novice nun. Call her NN from now on. And a priest. Who dies. Who end up at a scary abbey. Nothing's really quite what it seems. There's okay. some nuns, they're a bit odd. There's an underlying tension to it. It's one of those where there is a story, but it's very, it's quite basic. It's yeah. more about the jump scares. Yeah. So them going into different rooms and getting frightened. It's got the feel almost of like a computer game. It's got that oh, really? kind of, we go from one one scary thing to the next one and then the next one. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. It does have those Blumhouse hammery kind of vibes. Yeah. What would I need to know going into this? What would be you so like, do you get backstory on who this devil nun is? Or is that what this film uh, is? Yes. Or? So I think the the devil nun is like an old demon from olden times. Right. So it's not <clears throat> necessarily a nun. It's just taking the form of a nun. Okay. But the demon is called like Velak or Valak or something like okay. that. Is obviously always trying to hop to different hosts and right. occupy different things. But so I guess at the end it's like, oh, I've escaped and I'm somewhere else now. I'm someone else's body or something like okay. that. Okay. So it's going to be the same basic demon i think yeah at the end of the film the demon possesses someone else i don't know i can't remember if it was an end credit scene right. or just something at the end but you get a sense that there's a character that probably is the the demon now uh, okay so they like look at the camera yeah they which start, i they... guess they did to either have a cheeky ending or to have something to right. have as a second film so ben Tell us about this one. Well, I'll, I'll tell you who's in it. Because, I mean, I'll tell you about it. It's basically going to be the same film, <laughs> isn't it, really? Yeah. The Nun 2. It's like, oh, no, Velux's back. Let's go back to the monastery and see if we can sort it out. Just reading the bit on IMDb, it's <laughs> 1956, France, so not Romania. Mm. A priest mm. is murdered. Evil is spreading. That's, that's, probably basically that, that's it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. then, then it says, the sequel to the Worldwide Smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. So yeah. Irene's who you said before. Yeah, that's I right. Think, yeah. So it's the same character. So she's back. Yeah. Yeah, so she's played by Tizer Farmiga, Jonas Blokeway as Morris or Maurice, Anna Popplewell as Kate, whoever that is, Bonnie Arons as the nun. Um, so I think she played the nun the last time, she didn't did, she? Yeah. Wasn't she like in another horror film? She was in Mulholland Drive as the yeah, creature in the parking lot. This, yeah. But yeah, I think she's one of these sort of, not quite character actors, but she's got quite an interesting face. So I think they get her in for stuff because she responds well to prosthetics and makeup and stuff. So, And it also has David Horovich in it, who was Inspector Slack from the Marples okay. in the 80s. That's a strange one. Who's he yeah. been? He's a cardinal of some kind. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, I'll look forward to seeing him. Yeah. It's done quite well so far. So it's, it's grossed $204 million worldwide. Well, from my point of view, it's going to be interesting going into something that I haven't seen the, the original. I like the idea that it's a bit of a whodunit with a spooky nun running around. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't seem like that. I, you know, I just don't know anything about it. So I should have watched the other film, but I'm obviously coming from that point of view. You know, do I need to have watched the other film? I doubt it. I don't think there's going to be too much mm -hmm. hanging on to it. I think I there'll be enough recap. Was there a prequel to this as well? Or? To The Nun? Yeah. No, but The oh, Nun character appears in, in The Conjuring That's 2 yeah. in a dream that Lorraine has. Yeah. And then it was obviously as The Nun was about to mm. come out, so it was a, a bit of a tie-in. But yeah. a good spooky one. Yeah. What do you think, Nanaka? Well, I'm looking forward to it. I liked the first film. 
as I said, I, I thought it was quite flawed, but it's it's fun to watch one of those Conjuring films without the safety net of Ed and Lorraine. Because yeah. you always know they're going to keep you safe, but yeah, it's a yeah. little bit of an unknown quantity without those two characters. Maybe so. Sister Irene will keep you safe. Yeah, over. I liked her because she's the sister of Vera Farmiga who plays Lorraine okay. in the Conjuring films. So I like trying to see how alike they look. There's about 20 years between them, isn't there, I think? Yeah, there yeah. is. Ben? Well, am I looking forward to it? Yes, but I hope it's not just pure jump scares, but it might be. Mm. Like you, Jables, I hope there's a little bit of a kind of figuring out the clues element to it, and there might yeah. be. I hope it's suitably spooky atmospheric and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So we're in France. I don't think that really matters. Like when it was in Romania, it's just to have a spooky monastery, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I guess France has got spooky monasteries too, and we're just going to get another one of those. It looked from the um, trailer like it was a school or something. Oh, is it? Is okay. That, or like a convent that? school yeah, or something. That okay. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, because there are kids running around in this one, I think. Uh, okay. So are they going to be like demonic kids? I don't know. But because I think in the last film as well, there was a little bit of like some of the people you saw on the screen weren't really there. So not everyone you see in this film will necessarily actually be real. Well, I suppose we better rock on down to uh, the Corn Exchange. Yeah. Right, see you on the flip-flop. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Jazz Hour. James, none of that, please. Eee. Finally, and we're back. From the Corn Exchange. Having just watched... The Nun 2, colon, how do you like them tomatoes? <laughs> Our kid, tell us all about what we just witnessed. I will. So, we're in France. Are we? It's, yes. It's 1956. And our good friend, Sister Irene, is now a fully ordered nun, living quietly in a nice abbey. Yeah. What she did in Romania is a bit of a secret. It's Ooh. talked of as a tale, but not really attributed to her at all, until a cardinal shows up asking for her help to perform another miracle and end a series of gruesome murders attributed to the demon Valak. Valak is back. Dun, dun, dun. You do that. Dun. <laughs> Bring the thunder, Ben. He's just full of passion. <laughs> yeah, today. yeah. So, meanwhile, Maurice, our good friend Maurice, has carved out quite a nice life for himself as a gardener and handyman at a school in Aix-en-Provence. He's befriended and is possibly starting to romance a teacher. But those good days can't last because Maurice is also hiding a secret of his own mm. that continues to bind him and Sister Irene together. Can they defeat the demon nun? And live to tell the tale a second time? Question mark? Question mark. That'll probably do you for now, won't it? Yeah, that'll really. probably do. I often start off with spoiler stuff. It's not that much you can spoil, but we won't spoil key beats and things, but we'll probably talk about most stuff, to be honest. It's that kind of film. I think if you're going to have watched it, you probably would have anyway. If you don't want any spoilers at all then you probably wouldn't be listening anyway and uh yeah come back to the conversation afterwards but we'll be talking about bits and pieces and yeah so what did i think i i quite enjoyed it really you know we quite like the conjuring films i don't think any of the films have like blown us away but i'd say there's just an enjoyment to it you say saying beforehand there's that sort of safety net you get out of like having the warrens around in the conjuring films you know they've got the annabelle stuff which is probably some of the most creepy but Again, not necessarily that scary. I haven't seen the first Nun film. I can't say that I found this film particularly scary. I'm mm. a little bit bored of jump scares. 
but I think there's some things that this film did have which I quite liked. I quite liked the imagery of the nun. How, like, not just, like, kind of character design, as you'd say, like, what how it looked like, but also, you know, there's certain scenes where it sort of envelops into the, the scenery around it mm. as well. I'm not spoiling, like, but just, like, jumping to the end. I, I, I just like the way how things looked when, you know, things were becoming more ominous. I, I don't know, that maybe it's just because it's a, a creepy nun and you kind of think it looks quite scary, but there's... You know, there's a bit, I think it might have been in the trailer, where you jump to this and you see this scene of, like, down a hallway. Mm. And it's just kind of like, it's quite striking. Yeah. I think maybe maybe a lot of that is because it's it's a bit like in, you know, in It, you've just got a clown that's kind of pops up. And it's not always that scary, but it's very striking. Mm. And it's very kind of like, this is weird. And you get that sense of who can see what's going on, what is happening. Having not seen the other films, I really liked Irene. Uh, it was Irene, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I liked Irene. I thought she was actually quite a cool sort of hero nun, let's say, but without yeah. being, but without being made to be badass, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. like, and even and not even know it all. Not just just kind of like I've got got to do this. I don't want to do it, but I'm just doing it. And it was very quite stoic, but quite mm. understated, but quite powerful because of that. I quite liked that. She, yeah. you know, didn't shy away. Yeah. I'd say, in, in that respect, quite heroic because, you know, she's just like, okay, I'm just going to have to put myself in front of this. I just kind of felt comfortable around her character. Yeah. Maurice, I didn't really have, you know, because, I, like I said, I've come to this without seeing the first film. I had lots of questions. It was probably quite lucky that we were the only people in the cinema because there was a few times I had to nudge you and go, yeah. who's that? It was a mixed what? blessing for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you guys were, were, yeah, were, were going a bit as well. Ben yeah. had a couple of... Uh, Good gags early on, which I'm sure he'll come back to later yeah, on. Yeah, managed to drop a couple in. Excellent. And also, we weren't alone in the cinema. Well, there was a special guest, wasn't there, on the Oh, lens. there was, yeah. We got a fly in the bloody yeah. corn exchange. That Can you send an email to Tom? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was, uh, I don't know if you saw it in the far left corner, there was actually a nun. There was a flashing she light knows. over there. There yeah. was. There was a shape there, wasn't yeah. there? And the, out of the, if, if I looked straight at it, I couldn't see it. But out of the corner of my yeah. eye, I could definitely yeah. see something there. Yeah. And that's not a joke. You I know, really, it's just I because really there was could. like a white panel yeah, on the Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it was quite effective. I, <laughs> yeah, I have to sense cool. they might have done it on purpose. That that would, that I think would they, be they call a good thing to do. Yeah. White panel or is it a wimple? A wimple. So I liked... The characters, I, you know, I like the the headmiss. Like, they were all quite stereotypical, you know. As you said, it's it's in it's a school that they're set in. So, you know, you've got the baddie bully type girls, and you've got like the the cranky headmistress and the nice teacher who Morris likes, and the daughter of the nice, teacher, you know. And it was all it felt quite formulaic in mm. that re- regard. But you know, it. I was never bored when I was watching the film, and it's quite a long no. runtime, really, for one of these times. You know, nearly two hours, mm. just shy of. I quite enjoyed that. It had a bit of a story. It had a, um, you know, a bit of background, and what it wasn't reliant on the previous films, but you know, it had a nice sort of story element to it. Mm. I think that was the problem with the first Nun film. There was a lot of imagery and visually it was quite striking in a horror sense. It harked back to a lot of the old hammer tropes of Christian imagery and stuff thrown in. Yeah. So visually it kind of looked good but there wasn't much narrative to it. I think it was a slightly shorter film but it was really lots and lots of jump scares that were tied together with a very loose story about yeah. a demon 
that probably could have been written on a beer mat, to be yeah. honest. But it was saved by the fact that, like you said, they're not really scary films, but they're creepy and they're eerie and yeah. they, I think, do what they're supposed to yeah. do. Yeah. And also the performances. Tysa Farmiga as Irene, she, she brings the yeah, same sort cool. of strength to the first film yeah. as well. And she's really likeable and she's really watchable. The same as Vera Farmiga, really. They both are, aren't they? Yeah. There's also a, a, an older priest. I think the priest is older, isn't he, in, in the first In the first film. one, yeah. He doesn't do as much. But there's a lot of things that happen. I don't think that happened as much in the second film, but in the first film, there's a, like Ben said earlier, there's a lot of things that happen that you realise aren't real. They're either happening in someone's head or they're images that the demons projecting yeah. that that came out a little bit in this didn't not much it? though that, it's only that's about used really a lot there's moments in the first film where like sister Irene is talking to people that you later realize just can't have been there because yeah. there's no one there and things like that and that kind of adds to the creepiness yeah. of the first really film. only in her visions that you see mm. something, yeah. something in this so not to say necessarily negatives but like I said I had a lot of questions and I from talking to you guys on the way back not that I was looking for you to, you know, necessarily answer it, but it was quite apparent that there isn't really that many rules in terms of, like, what the nun's powers are. Mm. She kind of seems to be able to split herself in, like, four different places mm. at the same time. Mm. And in that, good bits, I quite liked, you know, a creepy callback to some of the parts earlier in the film. Stained glass window bit a little bit pointless, but... I found none of them scary. Again, none of them scary. I wasn't really, you know, it was almost like, right, let's put a little monster bit in now. Mm. And going back to it again, it was the nun character is the bit that kind of held that together. So the, the powers of the nun kind of like, it, it, it almost had the feeling that you get in films where, well, it can kind of do anything it wants. And in my mind, I start thinking, well, if it can do anything it wants, why couldn't it just like... I don't know, just complete its goal straight yeah. away or know just, what's going yeah, on. Just, yeah. just, take, just take everything it needed right on day one. Yeah, yeah, why <laughs> you do, yeah, 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 you really yeah. don't need to do that. So I always have it, but you know, it's a, that's when you kind of go, well, it's just a film, so don't worry about it too much. Other things, like story-wise, I didn't quite get, you know, the church know about this demon and they're tracking it across from Romania and bits and pieces and like, they send three priests to go and track down Irene and its nunnery to then... Tell her, right, now, you. this is a dangerous thing. You're the only person to face it. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you on your own. Yeah. <laughs> to go and do, I was a bit yeah. like... And we're not sure where. Yeah, yeah. we're not sure where You'll you need to go. <laughs> it was almost like, you know, if they did a bit like, oh, can you go and sort it out for us, please? That would have been better than like, this is, yeah. you're the yeah. only person. Yeah. Also, don't forget to uh, keep your receipts because you'll be claiming <laughs> yeah. based on actuals. Yeah. So I was, I was almost half expecting her to have like a sidekick assigned from the, the church. So in some ways it was good that it wasn't, but I was also felt like she was a bit left on her own. Yeah. If, even if they'd have said, you've got all the powers of the church that you can use. And she kind of goes, it's fine, I'll deal with this myself. Or something like yeah. that. But So it felt a little bit, bit, yeah. bit strange like that. Did you find the screams weird? Because there's no screaming in the film until near the end. Yeah. And for some mm. reason, they just felt like audio enhanced screams to me. Mm. I, it, I don't know why it just stuck out in my head a couple yeah. of times. When she suddenly starts shouting for people and, like, the girls start screaming, it just sounded really, really odd. I just don't know why I put that. <laughs> He says sounding really, yeah. really odd. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know why I've done that. It just, it just happened. 
Again, without spoilers, we said we'd talk, you know, general beats. The final battle, the build up to the, it's inevitable in a film like this, there's gonna be a final showdown. I found the solution quite disappointing and sort of, yep. just an odd, an odd beat that mm. just sort of didn't make sense. The equivalent of, oh, if we could have just chucked holy water over it, it would have been all fine. If it, you know, if it was that easy. I just... think that's, it's a general problem with this type of film. Yeah. That they're very hard to tie off at the end. And Cons- they have to find a slightly contrived, oh, yeah. just yeah. remember we can do this. And but- I would totally agree, but part of the film is the build-up of them working out and finding out the thing that they need to use to kill mm-hmm. it, and then it works out that they don't even use that at the end. And it, mm. you go, oh, it's because they have to use something else, and it's almost like a bit of a, well, we'll just use the power of God. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to use the faith thing. Yeah. And they? it was like, uh, and I just don't think, I think it was just a bit clunkily. Yeah, yeah. That, that was right from the start, wasn't it? Obvious what was going to happen with that. When the other sister who tags along, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not okay. sure if I'm I believe. A, why I'm, do you do? Yeah. Why do you believe yeah. this God stuff? I'm in the convent, but it's just what my parents yeah. told me I had to do. And she's like, "Well, okay, well, I'm sure you'll find your faith at some point." I liked that scene in terms of again, it was the imagery of the scene I quite liked. It was a bit weird. It was quite striking, and even the nun looking creepy, and you know, the build up of this. Let's say, call it a MacGuffin that they they happen to find to do. You know, to to kill the that the demon's looking for, but they can use it to kill the demon. But, you know, we need to stop the demon getting it because the demon will get superpowers. But when the demon does get it, it does exactly the same things as it was doing anyway before. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. But then I just, then I started going, but don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Because it's a film. <laughs> don't worry about it too much. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned it then as well. Yeah, there was, a, yeah. So when, when you get the big, the big nun at the end, it just popped into my head that it was some kind of megalonun. Ben, yeah, that, that that was my one. <laughs> that's for you. Yeah, that's for you, Ben. And that uh, Irene was trying to avoid Nunnageddon. Brilliant. That, that was Nunnageddon. Nunnageddon. <laughs> I like it. And I think that that's me. What about you, Ben? We haven't you haven't really said much yet. When I first got back, and I was just having a couple of minutes to think about it, I thought so. In this one, compared to the first non-film, like we've said. There's potentially a little bit more narrative going on. And there is this, as you guys call it, the MacGuffin, which is something that we can centre a narrative around and a reason why we have to go after something and a reason why something's going to solve the problem and all that kind of thing. And I thought, yeah, actually, I I quite like that. But then, as you say, Jables, at the end, that actually didn't turn out to be that important. It didn't really matter. So things I like about the film first. I like the style of it. I like the way it's shot. I liked all the characters. I think the performances were good. The sets were good. The way they did things was good. Jump scares, yeah, I'm not the, I'm not a massive fan of them. A few of them in the film is fine, but it's like, oh, we're going to do another thing, we're going to yeah. do another thing. And then it's like, oh, it's a raven. It's not what you thought. It's like, okay, it's a bit boring. <laughs> and all that stuff's fine. Should there have been a little bit more story, a little bit more backstory? Like, am I at the point where I want to know a bit more about the nun? Yeah. Because the nun doesn't say anything. No. The powers are mysterious, yeah. sometimes powerful and sometimes not powerful. Yeah. And like we said, if, if the nun is some kind of demon with powers, why do they do, like you said, this cat and mouse? Uh, if, if you roll a ball into a dark space, <laughs> I'll kick it back to you yeah. and all that. I was dying for that to get punted back at the kid. Like, yeah. Really, yeah I, it, like threw him through the... I thought it was going to hit his face. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Sort of like... And then you just and, hear this little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was you. So, yeah, yeah. It's an entirely different film, probably from the 80s. Yeah. 
And then I thought, no, just don't worry about yeah, it. Exactly. It, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's what I thought. And, and is this film actually doing what it's supposed to do really well? And I think maybe it is. And maybe yeah. that's why, why it's made quite a lot of money. Because it doesn't try too hard to do all those things. And it doesn't have to say, oh, there's going to have to be, we're going to have to give you a whole backstory. We're going to have to give you five different motives for why something's mm. happening. We're going to have to make sure all the powers make sense and all that kind of stuff. A bit like they do in let's say, like a superhero film where everything has to be explained and there's yeah, all yeah. the exposition. And they just strip all that away and maybe that's good. So Wibbly I think... Wibbly wobbly timey-wimey. Yeah, and on balance. And I know, like, the ends of these films are always a little bit disappointing yeah. because it's hard to solve them. Obviously, they have to solve, like, the big bad situation. And there has to be a little bit of peril and a little bit, bit of back and forth and someone dangling off something and something collapsing yeah. and something boiling and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then eventually it's like, oh, yeah, I've just remembered I can I could do a thing with, like, the Bible or whatever and solve it. It was nice but, to see a bell drop in a tower. I haven't seen one for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. But actually, when the, bell, when the bell landed on the floor, yeah, I started to think, would a bell actually ring if it hit the floor? I don't know if it would. I think you'd get one big solid dong. <laughs> you would get a big dong. A big solid dong, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just a one-off. Yeah, and then it anyway. seemed to... To be fair, the bell then seemed to disappear. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. It was so heavy, it just sank into the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't all make sense at all. And there were lots of silly things like the stained glass thing and the little laser. Yeah. No, the laser pointer, yeah. 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 Weird. And, and stuff like that. And then, oh, we better dig. It's all a bit like A, B, C, and then we found it, and that's all good. And it's like... But then again, it's I was more like, AC. No. Yeah, it's more like AC. Yeah, more like AC. Straight to C. It's like, yeah. What was B? Don't overthink it. Yeah. But actually, now on balance, I think it actually just does what it needs to do quite well. I think yeah. it, I, I can imagine, like, by the sound of it, if you liked the first film, you're actually probably going to be quite satisfied with this. Yeah. yeah. I think which so. isn't I think that, it's a good follow-up. Which isn't that often when you get, you know, let's face it, a lot of the times the second one in the horror franchise are often pretty... Yeah, it weakens, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Because yeah. I don't think you liked the first one as much as I did. No. Yeah. You were a no. bit kind of like... Mm. So the only thing is, so generally I actually quite liked it. And I, I think, although, yeah, there are ridiculous things and there's a, there's a an evil nun and all that kind of stuff. But having said that, it's quite understated. Yeah, in a way, so, it was quite slow in places, really. Yeah. But I was never, like I said, yeah. yeah. Was, it, they didn't mind building up to it. And I yeah. think it was for the better for that. And there were yeah. moments that I thought were quite emotional. When <laughs> Sister Irene and Maurice do come together mm. and you know what's going on, mm. I actually thought, this is quite a sad situation yeah. for them, given given yeah. their past history. But it had a bit of heart to it, and I liked that. Yeah. Are and they then, supposed to have had a thing then? No, not a thing. They what happened in the first films, you know, connected them. Went right. through stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Our kid, what else have you got to add? I don't think I've got anything additional to add, really. Just backing up what you guys have said, I thought it was good. I haven't really got a grade for it, unfortunately. No, I don't really. I haven't really thought that through properly. Maybe Ben has to do all the grades from now on. But, but yeah, I thought no. it was a good, solid film, yeah. and I'm looking forward to the next Conjuring film I think not to give a spoiler away but the end credits or the later credits mid scene yeah. mid credit scene hinted for more Conjuring films yeah, to did. come I don't think it's and a... I'm looking forward to it I, I do actually quite enjoy them let's so, face it yeah. if, if you're a fan of this franchise you're going to know that you know there's the Warrens feature in a mid credit scene it's not a spoiler mm. I don't think it just mm. it just is it'll be interesting to see how it ties together because there's an end credit scene in the first film that includes the Warrens directly with characters from The Nun. So I don't then know what that means for the second film. 
Okay. In reality, and then how that might continue, if that makes sense. I mean, you're looking forward to that. I think when we were in the cinema, we did speak. I'm looking forward to, as I think you are, the uh, Pope's Exorcist nun crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be fantastic. I'd really enjoy that. Can you imagine Russell Crowe and Irene? Yeah. That would be... <laughs> Just going around kicking demon ass. Yeah, yeah that would be that pretty would be cool. cool. I'd like it. Yeah, or in the, like, the, the Vatican super super squad of yeah. demon priest hunters, priest demon hunters even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a grade. Ben, car moment. Car moment, I mean, it's set in the 50s in France. It's not super strong on cars. I would say it's near the start where the happy nuns in the proper convent <laughs> oh, yeah. are trying to get their little pickup truck across a field and they get stuck in the mud. That was so, my first introduction to Irene, and I, yeah. Yeah. I, I said then, oh, she's a problem solver. She's a problem yeah, solver. Yeah, yeah. She's a doer. <laughs> Funny she's little doer. scene. Yeah. So basically, they're trying to get this van across, little pickup truck across a muddy field. Yeah. And Irene's like, oh, for God's sake, just stick some sticks on the, the wheels and that, and it'll be fine. And it I'm is. also thinking, well, it's, there's, there's about half a dozen nuns there, and there's only one nun in the pickup truck, and the others are just trying to push it. Get a couple of nuns on the back. Jump up and down over the axle, surely. Yeah. Anyway, that's the car moment. I thought that there were some cute cars when they were in the city and they were trying to cross the road. There were yeah. quite a few cute little yeah, cars. Yeah, there were. I don't, I'm not really sure what they were, like Simcas yeah. or something, yeah, but I wouldn't say they're car moments. Not that I'm just, taking a car moment. It's just texture, me. just context, yeah. backdrop. Yeah. Have you got a car-related grade for the I film? I don't really, no. no. I'm not sure what to grade, to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's hard to grade. Yeah, it's just a good solid spooky film. It was. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it wasn't groundbreaking, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. I like I it, you know, it's quite nice to not know anything about it and just kind of go into it and just go, yeah, that was, you know, that was fine. I, I it was perfectly enjoyable. Mm. It, weirdly, you don't always say that when you're coming out of a horror film, you probably shouldn't be, but I was like, I quite I enjoyed it. It was like not <laughs> yeah. even I wasn't scared. It was yeah. just like, yeah, quite yeah. nice little film. Has it inspired you to watch the first one? It has, but your comments and bits make me not want to. Cause <laughs> I it, would. I'd yeah. have a look. Yeah. I it might be will. interesting to watch it after seeing the second one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like you said about, you know, the film It. Yeah. You said about how that might have been done better the other way round, yeah. I think, didn't you? So yeah. maybe you'll be seeing the nun the wrong yeah. way round. It might I'll enlighten you somehow. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Trailers, Ben. What was the trailer for? <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. Well... No, I don't. I can't, I can't even bring myself to say it. Say it. Say it, Ben. My big fat Greek wedding three. Mm. He did remember. He did I remember. thought he was stalling. It's burnt into his retinas. He yeah. Can't forget. Not a fan, Ben? Not really. No. I'm not going to watch it. I have to admit, it doesn't look very good. Yeah. If, Ooh, if the trailers are the best bits, mm. then I'm not convinced. I probably will watch it because I've got a soft spot for the first film. Yeah. I thought it was quite sweet. But as I said to you when we were sat in the cinema, my favourite character was her dad. Yeah. and he ha- I, I don't know if you've seen the first film. No. But he's got this kind of where anything that's remotely interesting or, or any actors or celebrities, he will point out how they're Greek. So right. everyone, everyone interested yeah, is yeah. Greek. And he's just got these funny little ways and, and just how the family interacts and how it plays out. It's quite a nice little rom-com. The second film is rubbish. Me and, me and I made Ben watch it mm. on Prime one night and I really wish I had just watched it by yeah. myself. The third one, I'll probably, when it comes on Prime, I'll probably watch it well, by myself. And it's, if your favourourite character, they literally say at the start, the character's de- is dead. Is dead, <laughs> So, yeah. So, I don't, I'm never going to watch it. That's all I'm on. Never. I'm never, never going to watch it. Never, ever, ever, So, hey-ho. Was there another trailer? Nope. There was a kind of trailer-ish 
thing, wasn't there, for that Ben Whishaw drama? Oh, no, they oh, were doing that whole... It's uh, whatever they were, Pearl and Dean interviews with people talking yeah. about a film that they then try and semi-show a trailer for, but the lights were all on and I wasn't interested. Sorry. What's on next week, Ben? Well, we've still got the option of expend four balls, I guess. And then there was another thing you were interested yes. in, Jables, which is the creator. Yes. Is that on? And where is it on, Ben? Bear with. 1930, screen two. If you're screen interested. two? Yeah. Deal. Put that down. The creator is down. It's It's down. down. Create it next week. I will book it. That's 133 minutes long. Okay. So not crazy, actually. Crazy. Two hours ten. Marvel-esque. We can do that. (laughs) We can do that. We can manage. Yeah. Yeah. Right then. Well, uh, if you want to catch us on the socials, at Just So Jables, Instagram, Facebook, X. Hello at Just So Jables for the emails and justsojables.com. For um, uh, the website. Give us a like on uh, Spotify if you could. That would be super. Thank you very much. Or or whatever podcast platform that you use. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Just so jables.